Hello, and welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Well, I hope you guys are having a blessed day, because I know I am, <clears throat> because today is a day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. You know, I have to say that today is, I, the best day is when it's cold. You know, when it's cold, it means like it's time for hot soup and hot cocoa and getting ready for Christmas movies and Man, I just love it. And especially, this is a little bit odd because it is supposed to be mild temperatures for Thanksgiving. But I love the cold. Um, and I know people in Buffalo are hopefully loving the snow as they're getting still getting snowed with <clears throat> 70 inches of snow. Um, and hopefully that everyone is okay in Buffalo, New York. And, um, and my thoughts and prayers are out with some people that are, might be not in good situations there. I think it's important that we can't forget about that. But today, in the continuation of this Christmas themed, I think it's important that we brush up on the topic love. What do you think the word love in during this Christmas time means to you? So while you think about that, we're going to dive in with a word of prayer and we're going to open up your Bibles up to John chapter 3. We're going to read all of John chapter 3. With this in mind, let's hit it off. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can be here under your sovereign, Lord, that you love us so much. And that matter of fact, you loved us, that you sent your son to die on the cross for us when we didn't deserve it, Lord. Lord, may you guide us and protect us as we go out into the world. We pray for the first responders who are in for, uh, Buffalo, New York, that are plowing the snow and with uh Backos and with tractors, with trailers. We just pray that they can be okay and that they can just continue to um, watch out for the people and that they can put the people first. So may you guide us as we go out into this day because you are a sovereign God. And we pray for the cold weather uh, that is entering, Lord, that we pray that everyone can stay warm uh, as we officially hit uh, winter, Lord. May you provide them with warmth and provide them with comfort. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. So if you have your Bibles open, we are in 1 John chapter chapter 3, verse 1. And it states, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these thing, do these signs that you do unless God is with you. And Jesus uh, said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit? 
Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel? And do you, and do not know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen. And you do not uh, receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you uh, heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is, the Son of Man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so much the Son of Man be lifted up. <clears throat> that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Verses 15. I'm going to reread that again. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, this is a very famous phrase. I'm sure most all, if not majority of you guys all know. Verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into this world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe uh, in, in condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the begotten Son of God. And these things is a condemnation. Uh, that the light has come into the world. And men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. Verse 22. After these things, Jesus and his disciples came into the land of Judah, and there he remained in with them uh, and baptized. Now John also was baptizing in Aeon near Salem, because there was much water there. And they came and were baptized, for John has not yet been thrown into prison. Then those arose a dispute between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you beyond the Jordan to whom you have testified, behold, he is baptizing. And all are coming to him. And John answered and said, A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. He who has been, we, he who has the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly 
because of the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. And what is and and what he has seen and heard that he testifies and no one received his testimony. He who has received his testimony has certified that God is true. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God. For God does not give the spirit of measure. The Father loves the Son and has given all these things into his hands. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. And he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Amen and amen. And I think it's important because one of the phrases, not one of the phrases, but one of the verses that truly stand out to me before we talk about the importance of love and how this John chapter 3 implies the term love is um, is that he must increase, verse, uh, chapter 3, verse 30. He must increase, but I must decrease. I think that's important in our life as well and um, in our lives. I think we have to look at our hearts because we might have other things that uh, increase our times, you know, our time with um, technology, our time in, with, uh, with other people, our time in watching certain sports, doing certain activities. And is that taking time away from God? And that's where that he must increase and I must uh, decrease scenario and verse implies. So the interesting is, sometimes I eloquent loving, I equate loving Christmas with an experiencing the best Christmas I ever had. That's sometimes I think about that, what love is. Is that when we have, when we love Christmas, we want it to be the best thing we've ever had. Like for instance, this year, I absolutely am loving the season. You know, the weather is starting to get crisp. Oh, it's actually already crisp. We are already starting to figure out we have snow on the ground. We've already had the first snowfall. We've already done all this preparation. And that is starting to, it's a big buildup. But coming off a week of dealing with reality of hope and expectations or of yesterday, I recognize those feelings and call them out. I've realized that loving my actual Christmas has to do with celebrating in the midst of the grief of the tight budget or the circumstances I wouldn't hope for. And it's interesting because a lot of us actually did you know that a lot of us get in debt around Christmas time? That's when we have a lot of credit cards that we take out and we buy gifts and we just put out the old credit card and and we try to hope for the best Christmas. But the big picture is, what is the word love and how does that equate to Christmas? And here's what it states. Love as a noun can be described as strong affections or liking something that um, elites uh, enthusiasm. God's affection for humanity 
and even a score of zero, tense anyone. If I am um, hold to love, this is what I this is what it need look like: affection, enthusiasm, and even a score of zero. As in, maybe I won't get much done or my to do list. Maybe if I do love my neighbor or if I do love my community, I need to get out more. And I need to spend more time with the surrounding community members. And it's interesting because we read in John, First John, that God is love. First John four eight, He defines it. He holds it. And the most famous Bible verse of all, which is John three sixteen. For God so loved the world, He sent His baby, or sent a child. His own child. And it's interesting because a lot of us, when you, if you're parents or if you're brand new parents, when you hold that baby for the first time, you understand that it's a miracle sent from God. You understand that. Um, understand that baby was handcrafted by God himself. But that baby doesn't compare it to the baby of Jesus. That was by far different. And that God himself wrapped in the clothes of um, of the skin and bone. And God himself wrapped in the... And that's what it's stating, that God pretty much was Jesus. And that he was wrapped in his own clothes and skin. And yet, in the throes of the Christmas shopping, baking, and driving, my enthusiasm for Christmas gets tarnished. My strong affection or liking... For this holiday begins to disappear. People I love are all around me and driving me insane. You might have your crazy uncle or your aunt or some of your family members that are going to gather around Christmas time. And and it's some people that you might not like them. And that's where that love for Christmas tends to die down. Or those holiday parties, those Christmas holiday company parties where you don't want to be around people that you don't like. But you have to be for about 20 or 30 minutes. So I take my cue for what love looks like from other definitions. Some of the dictionary states to show affection to the people right in front of me. To experience God's love for me. And better yet, to stay more focused on enjoying the season than getting the to-do list done. And to get as soon as possible out of the the Christmas party or out of the family gathering. And not only it has to do with Christmas, but also Thanksgiving. That's what also has to deal with. And a lot of us tend to be in a very sticky situation. And a lot of us, you know, don't feel the love. And when somebody brings up a key issue, such as politics, that turns off a lot. And you wonder why, man, so much for the holiday, so much for Thanksgiving, at least a very sour taste in your mouth. So the overall things is that I do not want to resent what I cannot have. I want to focus on how God has shown me love through the gifts he has already provided. I resolve to celebrate what I am grateful for, to celebrate the person who is Christmas, which is Jesus. My relationships um, with the baby in the manger is a love story that I hold on to and dear to my heart. And when I do, I may just love all the hoopla and all the 
pomp of circumstances that surrounds this huge annual birthday party. A little more too, which is known as Christmas. I hope you guys have a blessed day and we're going to dive into a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. You are a sovereign God. May you guide us and protect us, Lord, and help us to understand the word love. Not loving somebody as a, I want to marry them, but I have a better understanding of what love means for our lives. Loving someone means giving up something, giving up our time, giving up our resources so that we may show them love, show them compassion, and may be able to impact their community. Lord, I pray that you work that in my life, and I pray that I come to you in repentance if I have failed to love somebody. Because I think of this time of season as, you know, all loving and one instance or one phrase or one subject may, might turn to a very unholy and unjolly season, Lord. I pray that you may guide me through this and give me the patience that is needed and show love and empathy and enthusiasm for this season. And help me to understand the real focus of Christmas and Thanksgiving. Understand that Thanksgiving is being thankful for what you have given us. Being thankful for that you sent your son to die on the cross so that I may be saved. And that I will not have to face your wrath. And as well as remembering the birth. Remembering of you coming down on earth. And that you didn't have to come down on earth. But giving us a second opportunity to find out who you really are. May you guide us and protect us as we continue the journey that you have set before us. So that when we cross that finish line, Lord, we can run into your arms. And we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Well, I hope you guys have a blessed day. And remember, do not forget the importance of loving these next two holidays. Remember that, you know, all things aside, spend time with your family. You know, Thanksgiving and Christmas are the most important holidays in the years. That Christmas and holiday, Christmas and Thanksgiving is a time to remember of what God has done in your life and around you as well. Well, hope you guys have a blessed day. Remember to stay warm and God loves you and I'll meet you at the finish line. Bye.